looking for the tying touchdown. Mayfield the snap, looking middle. He throws. It is tipped incomplete. Taylor Rapp got his right hand in, batted the ball up in the air. Fourth and goal for the Browns. I don't know what his vertical was coming out of Washington, but my God, did he get up. Great play by Rapp to get up and just disrupt that pass. Well, hello and welcome to a new episode of Rams Revealed, and we are pleasantly surprised to have Taylor Rapp, rookie safety, as our guest this week. And Taylor, from the draft room here in Thousand Oaks, uh, where a very important phone call in your life was made, I say pleasantly surprised because you suffered an injury in the second half of the Week 4 game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I wasn't sure if you were going to be available today, much less available uh, to speak with us. Give us an update on how you're feeling. Uh, I'm feeling great. You know, uh, it, was, it was a little bit of scare yesterday. Um, you know, I went down with an ankle injury, and it's kind of a bit of a scare because you know, it, um, ankle rolls hurt a lot, hurt, hurt a lot worse than you know they they may come out to be. So, um, you know, everything I, I went in, got an MRI today this morning, and you know everything uh, turned out pretty good. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to you know rehabbing, recovering, and trying to get back to the team, trying to help out the team as much as possible. I'm sure it's early in the process, but chances for Thursday or any sense of a timeline on that recovery process? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're taking it day by day. Um, you know, you know, short week is tough. You know, if, if if this game was on Sunday, you know, it could be a different story. But you know, we're taking it day by day. Um, there's it's definitely a possibility. What about the fact that it's a game in Seattle, in your hometown? <laughs> Does that play into your uh, thinking or your motivation at yeah, all? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not trying to let that, you know, get the best of me. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want to go out there and, you know, obviously training staff here is doing a great job and, you know, making sure I'm, you know, uh, you know, safe to go out there and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm not trying to let that, uh, you know, get the best of me. Your head coach at Washington, Chris Peterson, told me a story this summer, and maybe you can recall it and give us your perspective on it. He remembers you as a freshman, first day of spring <laughs> camp. Exactly. Broke my hand. And he thought, well, didn't miss the practice. There's Taylor. Threw threw it in the club. Um, Didn't miss any time. Um, You know, uh, you know, I couldn't kind of take pride in, you know, my whole college career. I I didn't miss one game. Uh, The only the only game I missed was the last game, the Rose Bowl. And, you know, I played through, you know, a bunch of injuries. And, you know, I think I take pride in, you know, being tough and trying to, you know, play through everything. So. It's a want to attribute then, not necessarily some kind of superhero right, power right. that you're tapping it's, it's into. A will. It's a will. <laughs> well, he was uh, thrilled for your draft uh, opportunity. Uh, regretful that he didn't get to have your services uh, for one more season in college. But here come the Rams uh, back to your neck of the woods, the Pacific Northwest. Right. Remains to be seen whether or not you'll participate. But uh, tell us about your NFL fandom and growing up in the Seattle area. Were you a fan of the Seahawks? It's okay if you were. Of course, of course. Growing up in growing up. In Seattle I mean and going back to you know the Seattle days and when they had that you know defense out there with the Legion of Boom you know Earl Thomas Cam Chancellor Richard Sherman uh, Brandon Browner you know all, all those guys you know I, I just love watching them you know they they played defense the way um, defense is meant to play meant to be played so you know I was definitely a fan of you know watching them growing up I was thinking what would it be like for Taylor to look across the line of scrimmage and see Russell Wilson but then you look at the quarterbacks you played already, right, whether right. it's, you know, Cam Newton or Drew Brees, Drew Brees for a quarter, yeah. Jameis Winston most recently, Baker yeah. Mayfield. I mean, it, it seems like every game, you know, I'm I'm going against some guys who, you know, I've I've grown up watching, you know, idolize my whole life. So I mean, you know, that's just I guess that's NFL ball. You know, you're going every week you're going up against, you know, a superstar. You know, last week I had to guard Odell Odell for a couple of plays. So I mean it's it's pretty cool. 
to the extent that you were able to contribute uh, in week four. What do you think went wrong against Tampa Bay? Why didn't it look like the Rams defense we had seen for the three prior weeks? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it was, you know, a combination of some things, you know, I think, um, first of all, I think Tampa Bay, you know, they, they did an amazing job, um, you know, preparing for us this week. And I, I think they really game planned, um, very well this week and trying to, you know, attack all of our deficiencies and our, you know, some of our weaknesses, they know, you know, Bruce Arians, you know, when he was with the Cardinals, um, he played against us. So, I mean, they, he, they knew what, you know, some of our uh you know defense stuff and stuff like that and they knew what we were going to be doing so i mean they just did an incredible job uh game planning against us so you see some rpo against baker mayfield and the browns then what you just described against the bucks now you get a downhill run first team in seattle and it's an introduction to nfc west play and yeah i've made the contention that i think this division is the most offensively diverse in the entire nfl especially on a short week what stress does that put on the defensive personnel and the coaches to get ready with the quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime, uh, you know, we face a quick turnaround, like, you know, we just played a game uh, last yesterday. So, and then, you know, we play a game in three more days. So, I mean, anytime you play on a short week and play Thursday, it's, it's pretty tough, um, you know, for your, for your body, for, you know, uh, mentally too as well, you know, preparing for the game. But, I mean, I, I, the Rams coaching staff here, they do an incredible job, um, you know, making sure our bodies are feeling great, um, you know, not trying to overdo us or anything like that. So really it's this week, you know, it just comes down to really all, um, you know, your your mental reps and all that stuff and, you know, making sure your game plan is, um, you know, tight and you're ready to, ready to play on Thursday night. Taylor, how would you describe your role within this Wade Phillips defense? And if it's relative to what you played in college, great. If not, don't worry about it. But if you could articulate that to our audience, give us a sense of how you see your roles and responsibilities. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a dime linebacker. So, I mean, it's just kind of... um, let me see how to explain it. So I, I did play it in, in college, but um, for the first two downs, first and second down, I was I was mainly put mostly back back at safety when I was in college. But then third down comes, you come you know closer to the box and you match up with running backs and tight ends a little bit a little bit more. Um, you know you're involved in uh, some blitzes, you're involved in some underneath drops and stuff like that. So um, just really here here with the Rams, it's kind of you know just. Um, you know, putting a more, um, you know, I don't want to say, uh, you know, just putting another, uh, another body of the secondary out mm-hmm. there on the field, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, can cover well, can match up with tight ends and running backs and can, you know, do a lot, you know, can blitz underneath drops, stuff like that. So the natural follow-up, how would you evaluate your performance so far? Um, you know, I'm, I'm never, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I've done, a, I've done a, a okay job, you know, but I'm, I'm always looking to, you know, what's next and always trying to improve. So, you know, I've, I've done, you know, I, I feel like I've done an okay job, but you know, I've, I feel like I can always get better. And I've, you know, there's, there's games where, you know, there's growing pains and there's mistakes I've made and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just trying to focus on each game, just trying to get better each game especially this summer, did it feel like a steep learning curve or did it feel <laughs> yeah. like the coaching staff was asking you to do things that were well within your capabilities? Um, I mean, anytime you come in and you have to learn a whole system, it's, it's, it's pr- a pretty steep learn- learning curve. Um, 
so when I came into OTAs and, um, you know, I was trying to learn dime and safety, it was, it was pretty tough. But, you know, I mean, when you get drafted in the first two rounds, you kind of you kind of expect it to come in and contribute. So, you know, I just I just try to take it day by day and just try to, you know, build each day, build stack. You know, Coach McVay always talks about, you know, building stack, stack, stacking blocks, good blocks on good blocks and just building each day. So that's all I really focused on. And, you know, OTAs were tough, but, you know, by the time I came back for training camp, I felt a lot more comfortable um, just going out there and really just playing and letting it loose. You reference the spring and your draft day. And since we are in the draft room here at the facility in Thousand Oaks, this is where that phone call originated. Mm -hmm. Does that feel like years ago a day ago like where is that in your oh, it feels timeline like, it feels like a long time ago I don't, I, I don't know why but you know I think you know obviously we've been through a lot you know came here through OTAs mm -hmm. had a little like summer break uh five weeks off before training camp uh went through training camp went through the preseason and now we went through the first four games of the regular season so I mean it, it feels like a century ago but at the same time it kind of feels like uh you know it's, it's you know, like yesterday. Don't know how aware you could have been at that time, the group that you were walking into and the established John Johnson here, yeah. Eric Weddle, a 13-year pro joining the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, how much of an assistance have they been to you in adjusting Amazing. to life in the NFL? They, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough how much, how much they've done. You know, Eric Weddle, first when I came in here, he, he took me under his, uh, his wing. Even John Johnson, you know, he, he took me under his wing, and you know, they've, they've helped me out so much, and you know, just trying to, uh, help the transition from college to NFL, and you know, learn the defense, and you know, obviously, bonding and making sure you know that we communicate well on, on the field as well, because you know that's just as important as you know. Uh, if you're naturally talented, but, you know, if you can't communicate out there and you guys aren't, aren't um, you know, it's not smooth out there, then, you know, it's it's not really doing anything. So you really just, you know, just making sure, um, you know, I, I uh, we're cohesive and we make sure, you know, we're we're smooth out there and communicating well. And, um, you know, they've they've been great and everything. And whenever you have a question, whether it's for the coaching staff or for Eric, I imagine the answer is pretty easy to find. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I sit right next to Eric in, in our meetings and, you know, when we're watching film and stuff like that, I sit right next to him. So, you know, if some, you know, I don't want to raise my hand and, you know, stop the whole meeting, I can just, you know, whisper right over to Eric and, you know, ask him. He clear, clears it up just as well as, um, you know, Coach E or Coach Pleasant will. So, I mean, he's he's been great. Including the corners as well. Do you feel like you fit right into the secondary? Yeah, yeah. I mean, corners, you know, Keeb and Marcus, you know, they've been – They've been great too. Right when I came in OTAs, you know they've they've tried to help uh, everyone out. You know all the rookies, not just including me, um, in the transition from college to NFL, and they've been great. How do you get a word in edgewise? Big personalities <laughs> in that room. No, I know, I know. It's 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 great though. You know, I, I think everyone everyone has uh, different personalities, big personalities, but you know, I think I think it's it's what makes us unique. And um, you know, I, I love I love spending time with those guys. And I, I think our DB DB room is you know so unique with uh, Coach Pleasant, Coach E, and all the different all all the guys in our room. How's your friend and uh, fellow Husky Greg Gaines doing? He's doing great. Um, you know, he's he's hungry for his his opportunity. Um, he's just you know taking it day by day, just like me. Um, you know, just just waiting for his opportunity. Can you appreciate, can you respect what he's going through in terms of being active on game day after being the guy as you were in Seattle at UW? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to yeah. be tough. Yeah. No, it's 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 tough for sure. But you know, it's, he's taking it day by day, and you know, I keep trying to tell him, you know, don't don't get frustrated and stuff like that. Just keep waiting for your opportunity. I know a lot of our audience has enjoyed the uh, digital series Unwrapped, taking mm-hmm. a look at your life behind the scenes. What have you enjoyed about that experience? Um, you know, I think it's th- the biggest thing I've enjoyed is you know trying to trying to share, uh, you know, what I'm like off the football field and, you know, my personality off the football field and kind of just behind the scenes of, you know, my life and, you know, what I've, uh, you know, what I go through and stuff like that, just because, you know, football is so hard for, uh, fans to really connect with, with, with the players, just because, you know, you're out there in full gear, full, you know, you got a helmet on, you can't even see the face. So, you know, it's tough to really see, uh, you know, connect with, with the players and see what they're like. So, I mean, I, it's pretty cool to, you know, just go going behind the scenes of my life, you know, what, what I'm going through my rookie year um, to, to really share with the, with the fans. The cameras are rolling even as we're recording this podcast. Did it <laughs> right. take a little bit of adjusting to get used to having not your every movement recorded, yeah. but a good portion of your life away from the facility? Um, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I think I think more there's a learning curve uh, when I first got to University of Washington, just because when I first got there, I, I hadn't been really accustomed to media or cameras around me at all. So I think, you know, I got more accustomed to it in college but i mean here's you know it's it's a little bit but uh it's it's not too bad looking ahead to uh future installments of unwrapped i understand you had a chance to interact with the granada high school team visiting the facility recently yeah yeah i mean they're they're great um young young players you know just trying to um you know be great and uh bucky brooks the the coach you know he's he's a great great dude and you know it's great guys uh you know just trying to inspire them as much as possible inspire them by giving them an example of of someone that they can be for those who maybe didn't have yeah. the role models culturally that you did growing yeah, up yeah 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 i mean when i when i was uh speaking with them you know I, I looked around the room and you know i saw a lot of uh you know guys who you know may may have looked like may look like me and you know who don't typically look like a you know a football player in mm-hmm. in, in other people's in you know and regular people's eyes so um just being able to you know show them that you know doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter who you are you know everyone can uh you know have success at at this level um you know just trying to uh be an example for them and show them that we you know we can do it doesn't matter what you look like and you just need to you know have a dream and put the put the work in and you know amazing things will happen Maybe my favorite moment of the series so far was hearing you explain the direct translation of your name from Chinese to English. Mm-hmm. For those who didn't catch it, can you give us the synopsis? Yeah, so uh, this is kind of uh, my my grandparents and my my mother uh, gave me uh, my Chinese name. So full Chinese name is Chi Yo Jin. So Chi is so in China in Chinese uh, you say your family name first. So Chi is my is my mom's family name, mm-hmm. um, and then Yo is uh, so Yo Jin is basically like my my first name if we're looking at in in uh, English or in, in America. So uh, Chi Yo Jin Yo Jin is like is like Taylor, and then rap would be like Chi, and uh, so Yo is 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 not really anything associated. Uh, they just gave me Yo because. If you look at the Chinese character Yo, um, 
it, it, it looks like, so the direct uh, translation to English is um, friendly or uh, friendship. But if you look at the Chinese character closely, um, it actually looks like TR, so my initials. So um, my, my grandparents and my mom gave me that. And then Jin is, when I, when I was young, my, my grandparents, they gave me this name. They always used to call me Jin Jin. Jin. So uh, it, the direct translation to uh, English is uh, handsome horse. Um, so I don't, I don't know why they I call me it. that, but they always call me Jin Jin. Um, growing up. So Chiyo Jin is my full, full Chinese name. All right. Well, whether or not you're on the field, great news about your ankle. We hope to see you back out there for the Rams defensively very soon. Thank you for spending some time with us. We continue to enjoy the Unwrapped series. Thank you for doing that. And thanks for being a great role model to so many youth players in our community. Yep. Thank you so much for having me on. It It was a blast. 